We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? The podcast is fueled by XP Sports. XP Sports has created gaming supplements focused on giving you what you want. Their products deliver more than just energy and come in unique formats, including pregame powder, ready-to-drink cans, and even gummies, guys. I love them. The ready-to-drink can delivers zero sugar, zero calories, and zero lag. The XP Sports Boost Energy Drink is delicious and can help you get through any long gaming session. The formula in the Boost Energy Drink includes a scientifically studied ingredient that supports mental energy, performance, and improved reaction time. It also provides another ingredient that supports normal, healthy eye function. If you're more of a gummy person, try the gummies. They provide an ingredient that supports mental clarity and another to support normal, healthy eye function as well. We all know how important that can be. Make sure you have these bad boys in your gaming arsenal. I use them every day, guys. I mean, come on, talk about multiple birds with one stone. Take your game to the next level with XP Sports. You can purchase XP Sports on their website, xpsports.com on amazon.com or at your local walmart use code podcast at checkout for a 30 percent discount yeah that's right i said 30 percent. that's xpsports.com take your game to the next level welcome what's up guys how you doing doesn't show me live yet and I see us. We're up and running. Let's get it. Yeah. Let me get this tweet out. Podcast 51. Uh-oh. Keyboard stop work. What are you playing? Am I playing? What Nothing. were you playing? Oh, it looked like you were playing like was, CS or something. Oh, no, I was. I was shooting on Valorant. Nice. Uh, you know what I mean? I had to be godlike at every game. I feel you. Dude, I just recently <laughs> was in a discussion about like fighting games and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, t- I I told the story about how me and you were just out at 16-bit out here, and there was a freaking Street Fighter tournament. Remember that? Yep. That was I made lit. it far now. You made it. I looked up the tweets. You made it at least to winners finals, but I think you won that because you replied to my tweet. And you're like, I'm godlike. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you made it to. I think you either made it to losers finals or the final. I don't remember. I don't know which one, but you were frying. They're still doing tournaments too. They're still doing them right now. I'm surprised well, they they, they are online. They're doing online tournaments for oh, other okay, games. Okay. okay, that makes sense. That's fun though. All right, so we are Let's live. See. Wait, why does the counter say that? 
Hold on. What's that shirt, dude? Marvel what? This is the oldest shirt that I own. Oh, There's really? a bunch of old Marvel. Let's do this shirt so old. <laughs> I'm wearing the Verdance shirt. It says, Sun's oh, out, I have that. Guns <laughs> out. Spring break, Verdance 2021, baby. Love it. I throw, I throw on those orange joggers or sweats from time to time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> You're too tight on me, bro. Oh, Gersh Ooh. came up with the graphic quick, man. Also, big shout out to Gersh, dude. He just uh, yes, signed his New York social coordinator or something. So- uh, social media coordinator, I believe it is. Yeah, it's big moves, dude. Started from the bottom, now he's here. <laughs> Get it. All right, what up, Tortle? Let some people load on in, and we'll just begin. I don't know if you guys noticed, people who watch live, if you go back to catch some of the stuff on YouTube, but I segmented the show now. So um, I know people have been asking for that. So I put um, different categories so you can just come in and click whatever team you want to hear us talking about. Um, and it made me realize I really want to stay more on topic when I was doing it. Because I, like, <laughs> I, had, I had a segment, it was like optic number one. And then we talked about Minnesota and then we talked about optic again. So I put optic number two. <laughs> it was just funny. All right. But uh, yeah, let's get into it, dude. <laughs> Let me switch screens. Wow. That's right. funny. That is not how we roll out here. We no. just bounce around. No, but <laughs> to, be, to be fair, though, for not realizing that I was going to do that prior to recording the episode, we did pretty decent because it was only like eight segments. So it was, it was pretty solid. And we, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. But all right, let's talk about uh, last week. So let me pull up the uh, schedule here. So last week, uh, the big, you know, roster moves we were looking at, we'll start namely number one was Temp going to Legion. Uh, we had our eye on them and, uh, you know, our thoughts were basically, well, at least mine were, um, I thought they would get better at respawn, struggle in search and destroy. Um, they did struggle in search, but they did not get that much better in respawn, at least as of now. They had a really tough week, um, especially against the Gorillas. Um, they got body, body bag by Cheen. Uh, wasn't really <laughs> expecting them to to not play well, man. Honestly, I thought they'd be one of the teams that off the rip would honeymoon and have a couple good, you know, matches, good respawns. Uh, what do you think is like the big issue, or basically, what are your thoughts on on their performance? I mean, I have no idea what their issue is because I'm in the I'm like mine with you. I thought that the pickup of Donnie would make them instantly way better in respawn. Maybe not search, but way way better in respawn. Yeah, I thought they'd come out and at least beat the gorillas, but yeah. obviously that didn't work out. I know Cheen's a really good player. I know I've seen his impact on teams twice in a row now. But they looked freaking phenomenal against Paris. I did not expect that. I don't know what's with Paris. I don't know what they need to fix. I don't know if it's just in general, if their their chem is just off right now or needs work. But I, they didn't get any bit of that honeymoon at all yeah. that teams normally get. So I don't know. We're going to have to give them a little bit more time to see. But I was not expecting that at all. No, me neither. Um, I'm actually going to look up there their team stats from those matches just because I want to see exactly who was underperforming, et cetera. It was, it was the entire team. Obviously their teamwork was, was not on point, but uh, the situations that I remember were like Moscow hardpoint where they were just letting, uh, I think it was gorillas go up 120 to one in the beginning of the map. They got P1, P2, and then broke P3 from the front through elbow. Like, there's a few key moments that stand out to me where it's like, you can't let that happen. You have good players. You have scraps. You have you have Temp. You have Aqua. You have Slayers on your squad. You should be able to hold down those positions. So that's like communication where it's just somebody dropping the ball. There's, there's really, like, no way to know. I'm, I'm trying to go look at their their uh, stats right now from that match. See. That's true, though. But what you're saying, like, the stats themselves are going to skew themselves just because... 
Yeah. Those things, all those kills just should be the easy kills, right? So now all your stats are going to be worse because you're letting people break through elbow when you shouldn't be. Now, well, all the free kills you should get are going the other way. And it just, I'm not really even sure what to say about that. It it's was just, just weird it was just because rough. they, these guys know how to play. They know what they're doing. And they're obviously also not getting like straight up gunned either. They're talented. So I think it literally comes down to their teamwork or however they practice. It didn't translate to their actual match. Because I know that they understand you have to hold the back on P3. I know that they understand teams try to go eskies. So maybe send a guy a little bit more pushed up to get a look. Watch your cams, things like that. They weren't doing those things in that match. Uh, could just be, you know, because it was their first week, a lot of pressure. Um, maybe they were really excited. Very curious to see how they perform this week. Um, and I'm looking at their stats right now. I'll pull it up for you, John, if you have the stream up. Uh, they, you know, all, all played pretty bad. I guess Scrap statistically was like, okay. Um, you know, low damage in the side of Classic and Aqua. Nobody played great. Classic no had, a, great, had yeah. a stinker. I mean, it's not his fault though. They just kind of got smoked. <laughs> yeah, they I'm lost by at the stats and Yeah, exactly. It's not really telling me much. Uh, more so, I mean, I guess Assault and Chin had their way as the main ARs for LAG. But I mean, I guess that's what's gonna, that's what's, what it's going to look like when your teamwork is just so much better than the other teams, right? Yeah, here, I can actually pull up this match real quick just to show you guys the situation that we're basically talking about. I think this is a big indicator of what's really going wrong with them. Uh, here we go. This map, I mean, they go down so much. Which is like, okay, because P1, P2, like they can get chained together really well. Oh, we're already on P3. Go back. It's like right here. All right, so here's here's a good example. So there's 20 seconds left on P2, right? And Paris is starting to rotate. One, they shouldn't even have been around the back on P2 right there. But still, they have two players on rotation. And it's like they're they're playing it too quick. You see, John, you might be a little delayed because you're on the stream. But like Classic no. jumps out behind P3 to challenge the front. You know that they're going to be there because your teammates are just fighting P2 and the other guys are rotating. And you have another guy elbow and he's just playing it too aggressive, right? So they're looking for too many gunfights. So that's just something... These guys know that they just have to fix. So it's little mistakes like that. And this is happening throughout the map. The teamwork, that's teamwork. When we say teamwork, that's what we mean. You know, like playing together, playing slow, waiting, communicating, and then making your play. That what, we, what we just saw right there was just a basic mistake. Like yeah. <laughs> a day one yeah. cannot happen mistake, especially when you're already down in the map like that. You're just basically giving up the entire map once you lose p3 right here like it's already over now the other team can just play i mean you gotta have to go on a crazy run yourself and it's just not gonna happen most of the time and I'm, you can see what's happening right here too that yeah that was bad right wasn't that bad it's yeah, like stuff yeah. that they know and they were doing that in you know the last couple of stages like they were they were playing they were avoiding those situations so it's weird to see that happen now but even right there what you just saw they had a perfect pinch on this hill they had two front two guys going around the back and they challenged one-on-ones. They're peeking at the wrong time. Like the guy that was, so it was Scraps and someone else. And the guy that was with Scraps, he peeked before Scraps could take the gunfight. That is just communication. Teamwork, it's off. They lose this map. We won't spend the whole time talking about this. But yeah, it's just like uh, things that they can they can adjust and they can fix. But question for you, John, is do you think that they could do it? Do you think this team has the right composition of players to problem solve? Uh, I do, but I need... I want I need Yuli to get back, Aqua to get back to where he was more towards the start of the season, where he was actually really, 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 really good. And Aqua hits these random forms where he's disgusting. I know you remember probably back to like Black Ops 3, those ten days where, in my opinion, he was like top five in the game, where he, he was, was just good. carrying every match. He was really good. 
and he can really and he did that at the start of this game too where he just hits those rare forms but then what happens is i don't know in the middle of the season it tends to disappear yeah and hopefully he gets back to it because i do believe that they actually have the talent they have all the pieces they have talent at every single spot they have aggressive players and, and nick like they have what it takes they just need to get the chemistry and teamwork on point i do think this team can do it but I mean, I feel like I've been saying that about them all year, and they just haven't got it done. Yeah, so where's Parasite on the standings? So you obviously you got to be top eight to make it to champs, right? So let's see, standings, let's pull these up. All right, so Paris sitting at about 50 points. They're 30 points out of eighth, um, and let's look around them. So all the teams that are above them, I feel like are like either hitting their stride, peaking, or getting better, maybe outside of Empire, but Empire is kind of too far gone for them to even catch up to anyway. You only have five matches per stage. There's two stages left, and then you have playoffs, right? So Empire has done their work. Um, so, I mean, New York, <laughs> Ultra, Thieves, Rocker, FaZe, Chicago, they're all getting better, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so then looking down, Gorillas. I mean, there's no telling what they're going to do, but they look a lot better. And then Mutineers seem like they are hitting their stride as well. So you got to not only like win matches, you got to hit your, like you got to hit a stride. You got to hit a stride. Like you got to be a legit good good. team. There's no gritty, like, let's just win this match, tough it out, (laughs) win this match, win the ones that we're supposed to win. No, you got to beat some of the top teams, which means that they really need to figure it out. So. Okay. When you put it that way, I don't think they can do it because to get to where they need to be from where they are right now, they have to be. They have to be stringing together wins. They have to be getting wins consistently. They have to go into these series expecting to get back-to-back-to-back wins just to catch up to these teams above them because these teams above them don't look like they're slowing down. Yeah. Like, you have Toronto in fifth place. LA Thieves has been on a roll. Like, these teams don't look like they're slowing down. And not to mention, you still have a team below you, like the Surge, who can randomly start picking up wins, too. Like, it's tough, and I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't believe that they're going to get to that eighth spot, but... Oh, so think about this, John. If they were to win every single league match left, and I'm not counting playoff matches or major matches, but if they were to win every single league league match left, they'd have 180 points. So they still wouldn't even catch Empire. So yeah, like they got to turn up, man, massively. Uh, They're competing against, you know, LAG, Minnesota, or LAG, Florida, Surge, Ravens. Like those are the guys they need to pass. So they got to hope that a couple of these teams stop playing well. yeah, good luck to them. Going forward, let's see what their schedule is. So what, their week was Empire and Gorillas, uh, which is a very tough loss because that's one of your direct competitors in the Gorillas. And then this mm-hmm. week, they play Minnesota Rocker and Florida Mutineers. So they absolutely cannot lose that Mutineers match. So when it comes time to watch that game on Sunday, guys, all eyes on deck there because that is a must win for them. Uh, and then that Rocker match, like that'd be, uh, that'd be a nice one. They'd put them right back in the mix. If they win both of those... It'll be in ninth place. Should be great for them. All right, but let's. Yeah, uh, that's a tough road. Like when you when you look at their match like that, it's mm-hmm. Rocker and Florida, right? Rocker's coming off a loss, so it's not to be the top team coming off a loss is just never easy. Usually they hunker mm-hmm. down during the week and get to where they need to be, so that's tough. And then obviously Florida's looks like they're trending upward. So yeah. All right. So another team uh, to talk about this week, um, Florida. They made a change. They brought in Havoc. Um, first match, they played the defending champs. Didn't go too well for them. You could see how frustrated Skies was at the end, end of the end of that match. Excuse me. And I talked about it in post game segment. I was like, I feel like that was where the you know they, they woke up. They're like, nah, nah, this isn't us. 
And dude, what do we what do we see? Them turn up in their next game versus the Rocker. Awakening and Skies are balling. I thought that was like Neptune's best, you know, gameplay that we've watched. Maybe not best statistical match. I'm not sure about that, but at least the moves that he was making on the map, it was absolutely beautiful, man. Um, I like I like what Florida did against Rocker. They look very good. They finally put it together and they finally got rid of Checkmate. I was mind blown that they played that <laughs> in their first match against Ultra. They were two and seven on it or something like that, and they played it again. Like we talked about it's, it, like, why. It's scrims, man. And scrims, you know they're playing it well. There's this that's the only way they would play it that many times. Right? And scrims, sometimes it just doesn't translate speed of the game, how hard people are trying. Uh, oftentimes, you know, the subs die a little bit easier in scrims than they would in matches because they play their life a lot more. I don't yeah. know. Whatever it may be, clearly in scrims, they're winning it a lot. Yeah. They but... got rid of it. And it worked out for them, dude. They played great. <laughs> Let's go to the match details just to, you know, rekindle the flame. See them remember some of these things. Yeah, okay. I remember now. So, yep, Raid, they played great. Uh, on this map, on the second map in Moscow, they were down 0-3 on Moscow, and they were losing, like, the A battle – so they started to just flood mid and Awakening was getting picks. And that's what they need to do. So in stage one, if you guys remember, Awakening was leading the league in first bloods. And somewhere along the lines, that dropped off a little bit. Their search and destroy took a big dip. And I think that that was a really good adjustment. I hope that it was designed and not by accident. Uh, because when they go down, if you have Awakening, like, yeah, let's adjust. Put him in front. Have him win a big gunfight and open up the map. And that's what they did. He was going mid, winning a gunfight. They were trading out and they adjusted and they won that map, which was a big game win against Rocker. I feel like teams have figured out Moscow now, by the way. I think, uh, you know, when we were talking about it before, John, everybody started to rap left and right. Like, that's just the strategy yeah. now. It's a lot better than what it started out. How did it start? It was like everyone had rush. Yeah. Yeah, everyone had but this and see how it goes over and over and over and over and over. Throw a smoke down. That's at the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. People were allowed to actually use them. Throw a smoke down, slide through, and let's, let's get mixy. But now yeah. they're actually playing with, with a lot more strategy on the map, which is good. Good to see. And then they lost the control. Um, they, at least, you know, it went down to the wire. And then they win the final hard point uh, on Garrison. So good series out of them. I'm very excited for their future. I think that they're only going to get better, uh, especially if they keep playing like that. Let's see what their schedule's looking like. Uh, I left the schedule. Barnacles. See what they Barnacles. Are. Barnacles. Yeah, <laughs> like that. All right. So what are we in? We're in the Paris home series now. All right. So Florida has to play Legion. Okay. So they have one match this week, which is actually good. So they can keep on practicing, take out Legion, and then you know get better and better, right? Yeah. And then the very next week they play Empire, which is a great time to play Empire because they just made that change and they're not looking that great. Well, they're not looking horrible, but they're not looking... Or we, we don't really know yet, yeah. for sure. But obviously, yeah, it's not the same. So they play a nerfed Empire. They play Paris. <laughs> and they have two weeks of practice. And they play a nerfed Empire. And then they play the new and improved LAG. I mean, dude, this is money for Florida. Like, schedule-wise, that's not that bad. You know? Yeah. I mean, they can do it. I, and I always feel... I've said this so many times. Like, I feel like a broken record. But it doesn't really matter who Florida plays sometimes. I feel like if, if Wake and Sky start going crazy, they could beat anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So especially if they're not playing teams at their full potential, this could be really good for Florida, especially when it comes to that top eight race. Yeah. To close up the season. Yeah, they can go four and one. They can get some big wins and land themselves a really good spot in the bracket. And like, this is just a huge opportunity for the turnaround. You land a good spot in bracket. You win one game. You're back in top eight contention and you're feeling good about yourself. So, um, 
you know, you set yourself up for an opportunity, you got to seize it. So for Florida right now, I mean, key points of improvement are obviously going to be expand their map pool a little bit. Um, you know, now that you're getting rid of checkmate, you kind of have to get better at some of the other maps. Uh, you know, just get added, add another map to your arsenal. That's going to be important for them. Uh, control has been somewhat weak. And then they're searching destroy. It's so wonky, man. Like I see them play express, like they love playing the map and then they've just been losing. They get smoked on it sometimes. And then, you know, in search and destroy, they go down and then they come back. So they got to fix a couple things in their game. I think having havoc there helped them a lot as well. Him and uh, awakening can be like the duo pushing up, getting bloods, open up the game. All right, what was another team that made a change we talked about? Let's see. Uh, let's see, changes. I mean, there's LAG, but we touched on that. They played well. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's New York? York? Oh, London. London. We'll get to New York. New York last. and London. Yeah. All right. So, London, uh, they played Optic, right? Yeah. London played Optic. From what I remember, this game wasn't like as, it wasn't like a dominant performance. Like, Optic didn't just straight poop on them. Yeah. It was 250, 207, 64, 32. The only map they, kind of got bodied on was, you know, game four Moscow, which Optic's been really good at, especially formal. He's been frying on the map. Um, mm-hmm. Zap didn't get pooped on either. Like he played okay, but I just didn't like, like, like we said, was he the answer? Like probably not. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work in their camp to switch things over, but they just made some moves. Did you see London? Yeah. They, uh, they, they got rid of their coach. Uh, Shane? Dom- no, they didn't get rid of Shane. They got rid of dominate. Um, oh. I don't know. Here, let me try to let me switch screens. I'm going to go to Twitter and do some digging real quick, guys. I think they announced. So they dropped. Oh, they first have- of all, they got rid of Trey. They released him, which is mind blowing. Um, given the situation that he was in. And they are going to be or Trey is going to be on the flank later talking. So I can't wait to listen to that. I mean, he got mind. screwed. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Dominate, both those players, or both those players, both Trey and Dominate were not in America. That's what they said. They couldn't get them over here. But I feel like that was probably, I mean, I don't want to say it was a mistake of London Royal Ravens, but that's what I feel. I feel like the visa issue should have been taken care of. Well, like, he said that how, his it was visa wasn't a problem now. Didn't he say that? Oh, I didn't. I never saw that. I'm pretty sure chat. Confirm or deny, but I'm pretty sure he said like his visa wasn't a problem anymore or something like that. Trying to go and find it. I saw it on Reddit or something. All I know, here's his tweet, guys, for those of you who haven't seen it. Been released from London. Quite funny, actually, when you look at it. Uh, But I'll be back next year. We'll be competing in challengers until I'm back in the CDL next year. Well, these are a lot of commas. Wow. Um, Third time lucky, hopefully competing in challengers for the rest of the year. Excited for the future. Uh, First of all, good luck to Trey. Um, yeah. I, I love his gameplay. I think he's a great asset to a team. And I also think that he's just a good teammate uh, and he works really hard. Even despite his situation that he was in, he's been competing since the beginning. Like he's worked very hard. Um, all right, chat. So now he didn't say that, uh, for Trey, it was the visa interview. Okay. Okay. So he didn't say that. Okay. I thought I saw something on Reddit. September. Either way, he's a big talent. I feel like they should have <laughs> held on to him. Right. Well, I mean, they just probably just don't want to pay him anymore. I don't know what the rules exactly are or what his contract's like, but since he's not able to play or do anything, they probably just feel like they're going to cut their losses. Okay. Which, I mean, that's just a business decision. I'm sure that they could re-sign him again next year. Maybe sure. he wouldn't want to go there next year, but who knows? All right, I'm not going to get too mad at them there. I get it. it yeah. Was, like, COVID affected a lot of business stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they just got mm-hmm. put in a really tough situation for London. Uh, but in terms of their gameplay right now, it wasn't completely horrible against Optic Chicago. 
Uh, they made a big mistake on Moscow that Zed went back and talked about. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I'm not going to judge it because it's their first game against one of the best teams in the game. I'm not going to say that they're absolute dog meat, but they're definitely in a really tough spot. I don't think they're dog meat or whatever it is, but I just don't feel like... Uh, when I expect them to lose their matches when they go in. If, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, I, I respect the players. I respect what London has been through this season in general. I feel like this has been just a tumultuous season for them. It's actually been kind of ridiculous. But... I mean, it's competition, and if you look across the league, it's just the teams are pretty much stacked, and everything looks to be going against London. So hopefully they can find a way to bounce back. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, they've had some good controls. Uh, it's been like the, you know, nice map for them in some of these series. Uh, I actually don't hate the way Zed plays. I know his stats don't look great right here, but I think he plays, you know, pretty sound Call of Duties, good teamwork. He brought that element to their team that they were lacking before. Uh, but what we just said about Paris, it applies to Royal Ravens, but even heavier. I mean, they're 30 points behind them. So they have to like, they have to win out, man. They can't just be going one for one, even like they have to win so many matches to make it to champs. Uh, so there, I think for them, they need to just have like, you know, maybe there's a good major beyond improbable, bro. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. beyond improbable. Yeah. yeah. Which could have also led to the trade decision. Like this year might just be chalked. So yeah. let's, let's, yeah, you know what I mean? For we champs. just got rid of Dylan. For, yeah. Yeah, for in terms of champs, yeah, yeah, they can, they can still, still make a good major run. performances. Yes, right. yes, it's a night, nice, but like I think right now, Ravens have to think about next year and rebuilding the squad uh, from management perspective, like figuring out what talent we're going to bring in. Um, maybe that was sort of the idea with Zaptius there, maybe develop him a little bit. Uh, but in terms of next players in the chopping block, like I feel like Shawnee is kind of on the chopping block now. Uh, I think the ARs have been well, Paul X has been fine. I think Shawnee's been struggling a little bit. Uh, I just think they need like a spark, bro. They need a, a dominant AR. Like if you're not going to be super strong in the SMG department because the lack of SMG talent for them that they're willing to go grab, then you got to try to get a stronger AR. Uh, we'll see what they do. They've made a lot of moves. They might just be cooling it now and just waiting for a while because I'm sure it's been really stressful over there in their camp. Either yeah, way. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like what are they? I'm, I'm kind of wondering if I was working for London or what would I even do going forward? Because I do you remember when they first started? They wanted, they like, wanted to be an all european roster that's what they wanted yeah that's that was their thing and now it's like it's this mix and mash of things which is fine and now also the best european roster isn't on a european organization or whatever european based organization it's in toronto so now it's like uh, it made it's a kind mistake. of a weird spot like do we do we try to keep this angle or do we try to make whatever we feel is the best team possible whether it be all europeans again or a mix and mash of players yeah. I'm not really sure, but they definitely made a mistake. Because they're half NA now, right? So they're trying to... Yeah. Well, one, they're like sort of losing their identity at the same time. Let's not forget, chat, and everybody listening, they made a big mistake. They gambled. They had two options for their core. Weskin and Scraps or Shawnee and Dylan. And they gambled. They picked Shawnee and Dylan, and it didn't work out. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm sure that they weren't expecting, you know, Alex and Trey's situation to be like this. I think the squad would have been a lot better with that with that team, but you know that happened with them, and then they don't have Weskin and Scraps, and you know I think Weskin and Scraps are probably better than Shawnee Dillon. Um, either way, it is what it is. I'm not going to fault them too much. They <laughs> dealt with a lot. I don't know how I would have handled it if I was them, to be to be quite frank. But let's move on. Uh, good luck to them going forward. Oh, let's talk, let's look at their schedule first before you before you dip. Uh, schedule. See who they got coming up see how intense it is all right so they play <laughs> oh man so they play nysl and then phase 
this week. Yeah, so I'm saying that's a ridiculous week. It's chalks, brother. Yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> They've had Optic, NYSL, and FaZe. Wow, that's rough. You, good luck to them. I'm excited for those, their matches. I'm, I want to see the improvements that they, they're making, and we'll see how it goes. All right, NYSL. <laughs> Let's move on. This is a really rough week. It's a rough week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, NYSL, they bring in Hydra, and wow, did they look good, man. I... You know, I predicted them to win that series in a 3-2, and it happened. I felt really good about that. I just think, I thought that their respawn would get way better, and it did. Hydra, you know, I thought he was going to come in and just be super slayer, maybe make some mistakes and stuff like that. Dude, he was playing sound cod. He plays super smart in this game. Yeah, he does. He He's a really good great. player. I, I was watching him, and I was thoroughly impressed. There were multiple situations where he played his life, played slow on rotation, and just held phase back. I'm going to try to find it uh, in here. Um but it was it was like by Temple. He was playing as I was like, bro, who am I watching? Is this freaking hook right here, bro? This guy's literally playing elite cod. Either way, dude, he's a beast. He's very good. He's the real deal. And uh, every what everybody thought would happen with Clay, it it happened. Uh, he took pressure off of him. Clay was able to focus more on his Clay. game, and Clay played great. What were your thoughts? He played he played much better than like so at the beginning of the game. Clay was playing amazing, right? You could say it was X and four, but whatever. But I think that the team was just working a lot better together and now with hydra it opened up the map for him like you said he had another he had a, a really talented sub pushing in front of him and that's when clay's at his best and clay played really well hydra is the real deal like you said man what yeah. a freaking beast like i just wanted him to come over and prove that he could do it and then when he came over and won like he won in a challengers right away proved that he could play with english-speaking players i'm like you, at that point it was a no-brainer that they had to give him a chance and i'm glad they did it's it's an incredible transformation for them. They were already a good team, but to add someone that could be that good to the team, it's just this NYSL team is scary, man. It could peak right at the right time, right before the finals. Yeah, he played. He played amazing. Uh, Clay was making some 2000 IQ plays as well. I think he was able to think about the game more. Like he wasn't having to stare at his mini map as much and you know micromanage. You so you heard during their listen. I know it was only a blip, but he was like just hyping the squad up, doing his thing, picking up kills. Like I right hear you see Clay picking up too. Uh, Hydra is just winning huge gunfights. It was less stressful. They didn't have to work as hard to get out of certain situations, right? Because you have a talented player like Hydra able to bail you out. And he was winning huge two pieces. There's a moment Hydra was trapped in bricks on Garrison and danced around a guy, won a gunfight, and then proceeded to kill a guy in lights afterwards. Those are the big gunfights that, you know, Simp and Abizi get. Those are the big gunfights that, you know, the, the Bash Bros on Empire get. And that's what they brought Hydra in for. So now they have one of their own. Uh, and Asim also, who's his best title right now. Like, they have a really, yeah. really good squad. Listen to the listening. Oh, we can do that here, sure. That's actually a big focal point was his comm, so let's listen to it. I don't see him top of Hulk, on 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 one in hill. We got trapped here. Come on, big kill. One shot on time. One shot on time. One, one, one valley going on top crates. Going top crates. MC. I killed one. Yeah, Good win. Top crates. Go, go. One top green. One top green. One top green. I'm gonna go top crates. I don't see top green. I'm getting time. 
One rest, one rest. Nice. I'm, I'm pushing they can be out. He's weak, he's weak. I lit him. There's two there, there's two there. Okay, I can walk I'm weak. Double in there, Paco. Nice, Paco. I'm pushing him. They're gonna flip. I'm just saying. Victor, 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 Dude, those were amazing comms. Uh, it was calling out where people were, what they were doing. Clay did a good job. You didn't hear him micromanaging as we were before, which was great. Hydro's doing his thing, bro. Clear cut communication. Like, he was doing his thing. I heard everything. I understood everything. Uh, it, it was good. Yeah, Clay says some Maybe, unnecessary stuff sometimes. Yeah, Clay, Clay just talking, bro. But um, uh, I was... I, people kind of gassed how bad it was or how tough it would be to understand him. I... I started understanding him, and I was only listening to him for like 30, 45 seconds. If you oh, scream with him all the time, you're going to know all of his calls. Like, This is a bit, sorry, John, I just wanted to, because I was no, talking about this. This, what you were talking this is a about. big indicator of like, just being able to be elusive and get out of situations. It's not that incredible, but it's just something that stands out to me because it's difficult to do. It's like, he's playing his life here in green, which is one, this is just high IQ play, like staying alive or in bricks, excuse me, watching the cross to green, being a nuisance what they needed he gets this kill here gets out and just wins a crazy gunfight on the cellium right and before he dies like i'm not getting to there most players aren't getting to there it's just just big plays it doesn't look too crazy on your guys screens but those are the plays that put them in positions to succeed and then clay's able with that two-piece to get through get the trade get into bricks and give themselves another look they're just giving them opportunities more pressure on the map stopping phase from getting their optimal setup so that's good shit dude he's a, he's, a, he's, he's playing great what he did right there led to all of this, all this delay. All right, go ahead, John. No, that's true. I forgot where I was, but that's that's <laughs> facts. That's what, that's what the big players do. They get those two pieces that other people can't get. And anyone can get one kill in those spots. Those extra kills is the hardest thing to do in mm -hmm. COD. And he was doing that in that match. Hopefully they can keep it together. I think they will. They were already so good. I think they just had a really, really bad weekend at the major and kind of forgot how good they could be. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't get those, like, they don't get any of this time. Like, this this is such good teamwork, the way they're playing this. They start to already inch up mid. They're trying to flip these spawns. They get one player to spawn in the back. That's Celium. This is good shit. And then they're even so aware of where they are on the map. That number six, who's that Clay, turns around to pick it up. They're going to be a problem, man, if they keep this up. Um, I don't think it was Honeymoon uh, because it's versus FaZe, a really good team. And you got to be on point <laughs> to beat them. Uh, and then let's talk about FaZe for a second. Uh, so losing that match, right? They're three and three in their last six. What do you think is going wrong for FaZe? Because I have a take, um, but I'll let you go three first. And three and three in their last six. <laughs> That's a weird take. I mean, they lost two in a row, right? So yeah, I think they're three in the last six. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just funny to say it that way. How many losses do they have total? Uh, it might be four. Three, three or four? No, three like, maybe. It might be three. It might just be three. Yeah. Yeah, so Which I mean, is, yeah, I mean, there might be like sort of they have, an issue. They have three. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I mean, obviously, they're just not going to be dominant the entire way through the title. Everyone always catches up. Yeah, I agree. I really wouldn't stress too much about it. Yeah. I mean, they lost to a good team and it was a super close match. If anything, I think that they're probably just going through changes. They picked up Tupac recently to help with their S and D. They're trying to do just implement the changes so they can have better teamwork because they were getting out teamworked by Toronto in the final, right? Okay, so, so I, they just have they just have things that they need to work on, and I I wouldn't panic too much. Because of course. from what I've seen, Simp and Abizi are still going nuts. So at the end of the day, it'll it'll still work itself out. So all right. So I actually talked to Ben, uh, you know, Flank Ben, uh, long, a long while <laughs> yeah. because he's the biggest face supporter. And we were talking for a while, and I told him what I thought. And um, you know, we were just watching. Their, I was watching their game stuff. I was thinking about it, 
phase, they will remain one of the best teams in the game, championship contender throughout the year. Uh, but I do think that they have some figuring out to do. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people come in at RCDs, whatever. RCDs is a beast. Selium is a beast. Their ARs are, are incredible. But I do think that there's some improvement that can be made there on the side of those guys. I think that um, you can go anywhere with any weapon in Call of Duty. Yes, to an extent. Um, everybody fills in the gaps. But I think that the ARs on phase need to start thinking about getting to power positions more often, setting up into power positions more often, and not so much just gap filling in the respawns. Uh, locking down certain key spots on the map to help their their team out. I think that they need to look back just at the fundamentals a little bit and just key in on them and fix them. Uh, I think about, you know, uh, Arsides on rotation on certain maps. You know, let's take Moscow, for example. In his mind, he should be thinking, I should get to the bus here to allow Simp and Abizi to be able to push up and be able to get these kills and put us in a position to just dominate the map. Um, I should be top green here more often. Selim and Arsides should be thinking like that. Uh, inherently like you you watch some of these other ARs and, and they do that uh so that, that's just my take on it I think that that's where they can improve a little bit I'm just nitpicking obviously because to for face to get better that's what they have to do they have to nitpick uh but I think that there's some improvement that could be made in RCD's and Selium game um just prioritizing certain spots in the map what's your thoughts on that John yeah, yeah I mean uh, I mean there's, there's no way that's incorrect right just get to the power spots and help these guys and the subs definitely make space for them, so... I think they don't I mean, think about it as much as they should. I also... I think that most of their struggles also come down to the, the fact that they're just losing a lot more S&Ds than they were before, too. Like, just in general... Well, they at lost the start two of this game, in the series. They lost two no I, no, I understand that. I understand that. But then they also... In the past, they would have just won the game five. Like, they were going through the beginning of the beginning stage, and they were not losing search and destroy. So even when they were losing the respawns, you just forgot about it. Mm -hmm. Now you can't forget about it because they're losing a lot more of the search and destroys. I think they just need to figure out what they need to do in that mode. I figure, I feel like when they first started, it's because they're just so much naturally better than Search and Destroy, at Search and Destroy than every other team. They didn't have to put the work into it. But then obviously other teams get better at it. They come up with more strategies. You know what you were just saying on Moscow, where they're going back and forth. And now it takes a little bit more work for them to dominate the Search and Destroy. So they're going to have to figure that out. And that's where I think that them getting back to being the clear-cut number one team is going to be, it's going to rely on them being the best Search and Destroy team again. Yeah, sure. I mean, their hard point could use a little bit of fixing too. They just uh, they got to fix some things. Teams are catching up, so it's time to adjust a little bit, refine their gameplay. But they'll be fine. Uh, you know, if they lose again, then we'll come back, rewatch it, and really, really dive deep into it. Um, but yeah, so far, still good for Phase. I mean, even the teams on <laughs> yeah. their best day, it's you got to push them to well, the absolute limit. Tortle in the chat said they still have the best records in each game mode, oh, and duh. like I mean, and understand that they're gross. But we're talking about it. they're the best team in the game with the best record. Like we know that. But we but look at this team and realize we're talking about they current, we're talking about current form. Yeah, we're talking about current form. They just lost again. We're not talking about total. We know they're disgusting. We're nitpicking a team that's great, expecting them to be the best. They shouldn't be like, losing a do. single match. They should not lose a match. And yeah, so they, clearly <laughs> something's, something's wrong if they're not if they're losing matches because they have by far the best team. All right. Uh, okay. So next segment. So it's easier for me to cut up on YouTube. <laughs> uh, was there another team that made a change or, or anybody else uh, that really impressed that we wanted to talk about from no, last week? No, then there's Seattle who... Oh, they need to make change, bro. Okay, but what do they need to do? I think you go after Vivid. Vivid? For who? For Looney. I think you go after Vivid for Looney. I think that that'd be a, uh, a nice change for them. I just think they're at the point where, you know, it's everybody else is making changes and getting better. Um, I don't, 
think Looney's, you know, cheeks like everybody says he is, but I think that uh, if there's one player that you're going to have to swap out for your roster, it'd probably have to be him. Uh, if you're going to bring in somebody that's going to help you out, uh, you know, beat some of these top teams, like you got to have a big swing. You got to, they got to start winning matches. They're in the same spot Paris and, you know, Roy Ravens are in. They're struggling to get top eight. Now that Prasini's found some some consistency, Gunless is playing way better. Uh, those guys are hitting their stride and the team's sort of turning it around. Like, I think it's time to make that change. I think they've peaked and a new player could be the key that they need. That's my take on it. I, I, like, basically, Looney's not terrible, but it's time for a change. And I'd I mean, go after Reese. Okay, I mean, I, I have no idea who I'd go after or who I'd drop. I guess Reese is a solid choice, even though... I, I, this is not a shot at Reese. It just I don't feel like picking up a player that has yet to have any success in the league is going to make a team that hasn't had any success be successful. Like... He's I only mean, lost in the league. And that's not his fault. He's been on a bad... He's yeah. really been in a bad situation. But how do you expect a guy like that to come in and change your team? I, I just don't see it. I mean, we've seen it happen before, though. Like With who? Players coming into teams and immediately having an impact. That's happened No, uh, we've seen that. We just haven't seen players that have already been in the league and haven't had, haven't had success go to another team, and then all of a sudden they're super successful. Yeah, but he was playing that's with super team, rare. he was playing with a team that's like completely opposing to his play style. Like they they don't want to play that fast aggressive style of gameplay. Like Reese, Maybe, I, I think Vivid's good at the game. Yeah, I think he's great. You also, I mean, it it is what it is. I just don't know what the heck it is with Seattle because if you look at their matches, other games are so close. Yeah. They don't close. They don't close out any game. Uh, I mean, you obviously know. I'm just not a proponent of dropping Looney. I just know how you, I just know what he brings to the team, and I know that the internet is just no, kind of super hive mind in the sense that, like, nah, all of a sudden, Dan sucks in the community. I hate eye, that right? it's Dan in this situation because, like you, I've always been a huge <laughs> supporter of Dan. I've said this so many times. Like, I love having Dan on teams. I think he's a giant asset and helps you know everybody learn the game and keeps everybody on point. Um, but if I was on the squad, I would want to change. And if I had to pick somebody on the squad that I would change, it would be Dan. So I hate that it's Dan. It could have been anybody who's who's there. I would have said it was it was that guy. If they were playing at the level that he is, I would I would have wanted to switch him. And I just think Reese is a great opportunity for them to turn around. And all these other teams have made a change and they got better. Problem with Surge though is John, and I said this on broadcast, their substitute listed on their roster is Nubsy. So like they Why? have to go out and get somebody. You can't just put in a sub, right? So it's a lot of work for them to make a change. You know, which could uh, be I the mean, reason that they haven't. I mean, uh, it could be, it could be, but also they were showing stride. They're showing improvement in stage two. At one point, they're in first place in their group. They look to be really strong. They look like they finally got it together. They're all tweeting happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was looking good. And now it's not. And I feel like, uh, can you check their schedule? I know that they play Atlanta, which is just rough. If they didn't get reverse swept by Thieves, we might not be having this conversation. But so they played New York Subliners, and then and they only have one match this week. That's NYSO. And then the oh, next week, oh, they play they play NYSO. Then the next week, week they bad. play Phase and Ravens. Well, all I know is if they don't turn it around soon, whether it be Danny or not. Uh, they have to make a change, right? I agree. Like, yeah. It has to be. And by soon, I mean this week. Like, they should, yeah. they need to win this match. They need to show themselves that they can be a top team. They're not, like, between now and phase, it's just rough. 
Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, you have to. Because you yeah, have to make you a have run to here. Prove, yeah, you have to make a run. So you have to, like we talked about with um, Paris, it can't just be winning out, like gritting out those tough matches and pulling out a win here and there. They have to start shrieking. So. Yeah, because they are at 50 points just like Paris. And for them, like, I mean, you just want to get ahead of it, dude, because you get it's just so, such a hole that you got to dig out of and you got some tough games. Uh, in terms of their gameplay, like you said, they get really close. I feel like they play actually very disciplined, smart Call of Duty. They just get edged out. Um, I don't think yeah. that there's big glaring errors. Uh, the one thing is their control has been shit for a very long time. They haven't been able to fix it, which blows my mind because they have Slayers on their squad. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they they could definitely use a change. Uh, their search and has been pretty good, uh, in my opinion, over the last couple of weeks. I don't even have the stats on it, but just from what I'm remembering, <laughs> the search has been pretty good. And bringing in Reese can only make that better. He's that kid's a beast. I don't know mm-hmm. what the dynamic is there. Uh, maybe if LG continues to play well, they'll just want to trade Reese to get some you know money back um, or sell Reese. So that could actually work out in Serge's favor. Uh, assuming, assuming Serge has any money left, because there might be a reason why Nubs is listed as their substitute. Yeah, that's true. That's good point. Nubs might be the worst Call of Duty player ever to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's 227. I have to get off as soon as the thing gets ready to go live. So we got to talk about our predictions for today and then go into the Collins. So, All right, so today's match is Thursday. We got two games. We got London Royal Ravens. New- oh, these are actually not that hard to predict. Usually Thursday is tough to predict for me. All right, Royal Ravens and NYSL. Who you got, John? Uh, NYSL 3-0. All right. I'm going to go 3-1 NYSL. I think Roy Ravens, uh, you know, Lando brought up a good point. They've been winning their first hard points often. So I'm going to go 3-1 NYSL. Ravens might steal that map one. Not against Paco, dog. But let's yeah. <laughs> Anyways. He's a beast. I'm excited for that one, too, because this is a great follow-up match to FaZe. You beat FaZe. Now you got to dominate Ravens, right? That'll show yeah. that it's like you're legit, right? Like you're... Agreed. It's just, a, it's just a nice way to gauge where you're at. It's a nice way oh, to gauge yeah, where you're sure. at. And how, if you're able to handle business when you need to handle business. When it's round one of the world championship and you're playing a team you're supposed to beat, you got to just beat them. You put so, your foot on their neck, bro. Exactly. So that's what NYSL yeah. has to do today. So when you guys watch that match, I know most of you guys are going to think it's uninteresting because NYSL is expected to win. But pay attention to how NYSL plays and see if they bully them. All right. Next match, LA Thieves versus Atlanta FaZe. Uh, I'm going phase. Uh, and I think they're going to bounce back hard here. Um, and really? I think they're going to beat. I think they're going to bounce back hard. I think they're going to beat Thieves 3 0. I got 3 1. I got 3 1 Atlanta. Thieves only lost one series since they've switched to this roster, right? And that was against Toronto. But then again, they also don't have any super quality wins. But phase is phase, and I don't see them losing three matches in a row. About then we might back. have an issue. Yeah, I feel like they're going to win now. 3-1. Thieves have found themselves going down in series a lot, hitting reverse switch, yeah, things have. like that. You go down in a series against FaZe, you're getting It's over with. It's over with, yeah. yeah. So I think that, that uh, FaZe are going to capitalize on the slow starts from Thieves and uh, cook their shit here. Uh, also, Thieves have been having a lot of series where Kenny has been balling, like going off. Kenny's like, gross, a, bro. A whole been series. saying it. He is gross. Um not a way to continuously win, though. He's not going to be able to continuously do that. So 
Um, and I'm not saying he's carrying. I'm just saying he's really going off, which is only making the game easier for the rest of the guys versus the top, top teams. That shit ain't going to fly, though. So I think today they'll have a bit of a tough time against FaZe, especially FaZe has been angry, scrimming, going hard, obviously. Um, I think they'll bounce back today. We'll see how it goes, though. But yeah, that's the predictions for those. Um, let us know your guys' <laughs> predictions in the, in the chat. And then also let's start the call-ins. So if you guys have a question, I don't see anybody in the court yet. I probably should have explained how this works. Um, there's a couple people in there. There's down low, I think, right? Oh, they're down low. All right. So the way that these work, uh, guys, is exclamation point calling in the chat. Um, you guys come in here. Hold on, let me fix uh, John's screen real quick. Uh, you guys come in here and you fire your question off. Gersh will control the call-ins and we'll figure it out. I cool to drag in the first person? Yeah, drag him in so I can get uh, the thing figured out. A show. His cam box. All right. One second. Un momento, my friend. Before. All right, he left. Okay. <laughs> right, you can get the next. Oh, you're in here, Frothy? Yeah, I'm in here. How's it going, guys? Hey, Gersh, I'm going to need you to come back and stay in here so the thing stays like this. All right, anyways, how's it going, Frothy? What's your question, brother? Doing good. Uh, so my question is in regards to London Royal Raven. And is, do you guys agree that their commitment to EU branding during the COVID situation specifically uh, set them up for failure for this year since they weren't able to develop a good EU team and they wouldn't commit to building a good NA team. Um, set them up for Wait. failure. I mean, it, nobody knew how COVID was going to affect these types of things. I think it's just unfortunate. I actually so kind of saying... like their commitment to it. For this second season, though, because like it's been a year since this COVID situation ago, so they kind of knew the limitations and the the way they after they found out Trey couldn't come back the changes that they made afterwards, like they never committed to NA, even once they figured out that they couldn't do EU. Well, they I mean, didn't pick up people, though. No, no, but so you're saying that they they never fully committed to NA? They, they should have just made a full switch of their roster? Yeah, Zuma brought up in the flank that <laughs> like Zap and Paul don't mesh well with Shawnee and Zed, and this is chemistry. Besides talent, chemistry was another big like issue for them, and it's like... Oh, that that wasn't really ever going to work and they should have either committed to developing a good like team from challengers of people that would have worked together because eu was never a possibility because of uk's restrictions well they, well they thought that they were going to be able to get these guys over here and when they realized that they couldn't they picked up some na players from challengers like like parasite they brought him in that didn't work uh and then obviously they put zed on the squad and then they pick up a couple NA players as in Zap and Paul. And unfortunately, they don't have chemistry. Like you said, it's not working out. But they picked up NA players. Uh, I, I think you mean like a huge overhaul. Like that would have been yeah, very difficult. Build around. To do. Yeah, it would have been difficult to do. And they had some of the guys over here already. So it was like, we can keep these guys. We're not going to abandon these guys because one of our guys can't make it. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, I'd I stop for one year. Well, say that again. I just thought for like one year to do that to try to actually win and then regroup the following with EU. Oh. <laughs> so you just made that sound like they couldn't win with their with any of their EU counterparts. Yeah, that's like, what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> without their current <laughs> with, with any of their current options, I should say. If you take out the fact that they can't use Trey or Alex or yeah, I don't know I, yeah. who else. Who else? All the other top ones are on Toronto, I guess. I mean. They were put in a tough spot because they had a, they wanted to stick with the EU thing and they they built a roster around Shawnee and Dylan like we talked about earlier that could have competed if you look at it we just never even got to see it in this game yeah. so we actually don't know if it would have failed they kind of got unlucky 
making a complete NA overhaul, like picking up a challenger team, I, I it's not like we've ever seen a full challenger team do well. I think that with franchising, people tend to forget that most of these challenger teams would just get absolutely washed by pro yeah, teams. Like, yeah. And by most, I mean like all. And that's been proven throughout the history of COD, but there's obviously individual players that you can br- bring in, but it takes time to figure out who they are. It just... And you're talking about chemistry. There's a lot that goes into it. You're not going to just find all the four right players to put on a squad. And you're still somewhat loyal to the guys you picked up. Obviously, they believed in them. So that would have been a crazy move for them to make. And a lot of players would have felt disrespected. It would have been like pro players versus London at that point, <laughs> which is not a great yeah. image to have. But thank you for the question, Frothy. Yeah, makes sense. Have a good day, guys. Peace. Dude, they would have been like the most hated EU... <laughs> <laughs> if they dropped, if they dropped yeah, all the Europeans squad. for like an AM team. Squad. Yo, yeah. Jack, what's up, dude? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm glad to be on the uh, podcast, uh, catch you guys during my break. Um, so I'm pretty curious. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of people are about Dallas this upcoming stage. And kind of my question is, I love Krim. I've always been a big fan. But with Clay gone, a lot of people are wondering, like, you know, has he ever been able to actually like lead a team like a traditional leadership role in 4v4? And kind of like, I want to know your guys' opinions yes. on his strengths and weaknesses for Krim? this current roster. Yeah, like with Clay being gone, there's like been some speculation about why the breakdown with Hook and everything. Um, so, like, what do you think some of the strengths and weaknesses are for Krim in currently like okay. leading this roster, or is fellow someone also help him out the way Clay helped so him here, out last year? I know the every detail of the situation that happened. I talked mm-hmm. to him. I know. I'm not going to share because it's not my business. But Krim is a good leader, and. It was not a Krim versus Hook thing. I'll leave it at that. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> it was not. So that narrative, your question is implying, can Krim be a good leader? And do you think, and like, was his leadership the reason that this team fell apart? That, that's what your question implied. And no, it was not. Krim is a great leader. Yes, he can get hired at times, but clearly that is the path to being a great team because it's worked time and time again. He was leader of the optic team with formal scum karma. That was, he, he was the leader. Um, he's the leader of the team that had Nate shot on it. He was the leader. He found a lot of success. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why I, like, he, he's been leading for a long time. I yeah. think even like it was him and Aches on complexity, right? It was that's who that's yeah. who led the team. <laughs> him and Aches, they argue yeah. all day and get to the same page, and then they come they come out and start dominating. Optic, it was him the whole time. Like even last year, it was probably him and. Illy. I heard Illy last year was doing a lot of, of giving information out. Like it Listen, just it's a good question. Beast and it Yeah. Because, I mean I, I think because, it's just he's he's getting a lot of hate and in, in lately and no. I can even kind of see it in chat for whatever. So I was just curious. No, it is a good question because that is a narrative within the community that I've seen people post like is Krim a terrible leader? Is he the reason that the team's exploded? I know the details, yeah. he's not. It's not his fault. It's it's it's, it's no one's no one's fault. It's not, it wasn't a Krim versus anybody thing. He wasn't being a tyrant. If anything, from what I've heard, Krim's been a fantastic leader and a great teammate. Um, I have a lot of respect for Krim. Yeah, I do. I mean, he's the winningest player in COD history. We should all have some respect for that. I just Some of the narratives that people come up with are crazy. Also, he pissed Optic, Optic fans off with how he acted while he was on Optic, telling them to shut up. And shit when they would talk a lot of crap. Also, dude, what so, people... it, it all it all has lasting effects. Yeah. 
hundred percent, John. And then also what people see and like the memes that people see, they become almost truth or like encapsulate what that person's personality is, which is it's not factual. The stuff that you guys see and the way Krim talks and stuff like in calls or in eights or in scrims or in shames and stuff like and he's when he's trolling or he's like, you're a fucking idiot, things like that. Like, that's not who Krim actually is. Like, he's a really cool guy. Like, he's super chill. Like you can hang out and have a beer with Krim and have a, and have a great time. Like he's not he's not a maniac. And there's a lot of people who actually think that he's like that because people you know pros and stuff will joke and be like, oh, Krim's a maniac. And that happens to a lot of people with whatever their respective images. Um, yeah, I thought I just buy night vision goggles though, bro. So, yeah, I mean he has that. maniac tendencies, but no, he's a, good, <laughs> he's a good guy. Like he's not he's not like uh, unreasonable by any means. Right? Like, he's not gonna. If you say something to him that makes sense, he's going to appreciate it and approach you the right way. Thank you for the question, Jack. Yeah, thank you. All right. Peace. I feel like that happens a lot, John, like with memes with people. They think that that's their entire personality and it like consumes their image, but it's not how they are. Especially when the people like lean into it. Blizzard, what up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what up? Good, bro. Yo. Uh, I got a question for John Pac-Man. There you go. <laughs> What's up, brother? Um, so basically my question, um, like these orgs with players like like Slasher and Hook on the bench, like do you think that they'll be released or the orgs are like gonna keep them make like quote unquote more business moves and be like ratty and stuff? Uh <laughs> well it's not ratty. Let's let's get that out of, <laughs> let's get let's get that let's get that out there. It is not ratty. It's not. With the I can't divulge what some of these players are making but trust me if you were paying that you would not just release them because you dropped them that's just not how it works fuck that shit you're gonna try to do what you can to get your money back or make the right play releasing them is out of the question with players like that i do hope that they are able to come to some sort of deal i know some people i know someone like austin uh he wouldn't mind me saying this he said he would take a pay cut if he could just find a way to get off the team so he could go play again these people want to compete these are competitors um but i mean there's also a world where you have some really really strong players on your bench you might not want to release or not release you might not want to trade them you might not want to give them that opportunity to go beat you somewhere else who knows what it may be uh i mean there's and there's also the thought process of maybe we keep them going maybe it just didn't work in this title right you just wanted a world championship with hook maybe you don't actually hook didn't seem to handle that poorly like he he handled it well yeah nothing but love for his teammates maybe you keep him maybe you don't know how the future goes maybe you wait maybe in the next title whatever it may be it's freaking advanced warfare 2 and you have hook still and you didn't just give him away like an idiot like you just don't know uh yeah no i was just wondering because like i mean obviously i'm guessing that like temp and slasher had different contracts and stuff um but like yeah it was just interesting that like temp Got to be with Paris and stuff, but uh, just something I wanted to know. Definitely different level of contracts, and also we have no idea what they're. So, so there's different contracts in the league now where some people's money is guaranteed, some people's not, depending on what how, which one they're on. Uh, it's much easier to move certain people, especially if someone makes more than someone else. It's harder to trade someone who makes, like, let's say this in soccer terms, if someone makes like a contract like Messi where they're making seventy million dollars a day. It's gonna be a lot harder to move them than someone that's making seven thousand dollars a day. It just you get what I'm trying to say. Like it's just yeah, 
you have to get someone that's willing to purchase that contract and someone where it fits the team and someone where that player actually wants to go play. There's a lot of moving. On there's that. there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to it. It's not that easy. But yeah, I will say that there's a ridiculous teams out there on the bench right now. Uh, yeah, 100%. Well, thank you, Blizzard. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, y'all have a good day. Um, see y'all on the broadcast. Peace. See you, Blizzard. Is that it? Oh, I got the last question. Oh, there we go. What, what up, Gersh? What's up, fellas? Appreciate the love. Um, now, my thing is, uh, you know, as an Empire fan, uh, I don't actually start it. Some liners <laughs> till the first. So until then, as an Empire fan, die hard. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, Illy slander. People saying Illy should have been uh, should have been dropped. And this is all memes aside. Um, do you guys think Illy moving to the um, the sub role is going to help him out? Maybe he has that upturn this year. Or do you think he was right to be playing the flex alongside Krim? Um, how, basically, how do you guys see Illy playing out going forward? <laughs> I think it'll be fine. I- I think he'd be fine either way. I mean, I also don't believe that they're going to be with Felony the no, entire time. Not the whole year. I don't so, think so. Not, yeah, so depending on who they pick up, they'll just switch Illy to whatever role that may be, in my opinion. So I, I think he'll be fine regardless. He's a really smart player. And hopefully whenever their team's on the same page, we can see Illy start playing individually back to the level we know he can. I yeah. mean, they still got second and third, so I just don't like the over, you know what I mean? Blowing yeah. things out of proportion when they shouldn't be. I don't think they're going to have Phil the rest of the year, uh, but if he does end up running a sub the entire year, I think he'll be just fine with that. I think Illy's an extremely talented Call of Duty player and can run both weapons uh, at an extremely high level. Uh, I think Empire is... I don't even think they looked that bad in their match. They just lost. Uh, they were up yeah. a lot in first match. They were up a bunch in the foot, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just really... Honestly, that's a that question, there's no right answer because there's no way to know. Um, yeah. other, and you just have to base it off of Illy's COD skill, which is S tier. Hell yeah. All right. Love to hear it, fellas. <laughs> uh, great to plug today. See you guys on the broadcast. Thank you, man. Yep. All right. Peace. Well, that's going to do it. Great episode, guys. Thank you guys for coming out. I keep moving John's cam left and right. It's flying all over the place, bro. So we're back on Saturday before the matches. I'm going to do one more on Saturday, boys. So... Make sure you guys tune in. Saturday's one will be early, though. It'll be at noon Eastern. Sorry, John. <laughs> but hey, it'll be fun. We'll be able to break down the two games of matches. And uh, I'm not on broadcast today, but I am on the next three days. So I'll see you guys then. Uh, All right, guys. That'll be it, guys. Much love. I'm going to host John. Go show him some love and take it easy. Peace, Peace guys.